You know what's happened, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. I fall in love with you. Hi guys, Steve here. You're listening to my podcast, 50 Uses for the Word Love. The podcast where every week I have a different guest on to talk about a different facet of the human condition and how weird it is that they all seem to fall under this one limiting umbrella term in the English language, love. Since launching last week, we are now on iTunes, Podbean and Spotify. What? Please go and like and subscribe and rate and review. Give us a five-star review. We'd absolutely love it. It would be really helpful. Show us 50 uses for your own love. Oh, I. Today's guest is Pope Lonergan. Pope has just finished a sold-out run at London's Vault Festival with his show, Pope's Addiction Clinic. Please remember that name because it's a fantastic show and he will do it again. He is, he's kind of got a gleeful, anarchic quality to him. Uh, which makes for a very interesting podcast chat. He does like to pour petrol in the open flame of a good conversation. In fact, this is probably a good point to say that all guests on this show, uh, their opinions and views expressed are, in fact, uh, their own. (laughs) But no, I do love talking to Pope because he's so candid about his his own demons and uh, it makes for a really good chat. We also, we talk about the nature of virtue and also the more sinister sides to being a human being and a man especially. So a little bit of a content warning there, but nothing too heavy. Also, we're both kind of loud fellas, and at the time of recording, I don't think I'd worked out how far away to sit from the mic. So, you know, uh, watch your headphones, folks. You know what? I think I've I think I've undercut this enough, very in keeping with today's theme. So uh, let's just get to it. You're listening to 50 uses for the word love. Today's form of love is white knight syndrome. Collie wobblers? Or something like Collie that. wobblers? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the name of it. It's in Clapham. Uh, when you get back from your collie wobs, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to go to... <laughs> so, uh, not as bad. I once went to a strip club called Tugboats. And, uh, Tugboats? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, this, okay, you've immediately both excited me and horrified me <laughs> because you just reminded me of that short-lived transatlantic kind of spin-off of Thomas the Tank Engine that was all about tugboats. Do you remember yeah, that show? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so that was my first ever traumatic memory. There's an, <laughs> honestly, there's an... The one with the galleon, right? There, no, there's an episode where it blows up, like, but one of the yes. boats blows up for real. And yes. I remember being absolutely traumatised. It was like an oil tanker comes yeah, into yeah, town yeah. and then just fucking... <laughs> Just fucking speed twos yeah. into the side of the. Harbor. And it was like really like extreme for a kid yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I remember watching <laughs> the um, the Last Crusade, uh, Indiana Jones, and I was so scared by the guy aging at the end yeah. and melting and stuff. But came down the stairs in the middle of the night to my parents like crying like I couldn't sleep, and they sat down and watched two episodes of Tugs with me. <laughs> but one of the episodes was about a, a galleon that was lost underground, and they thought it was a ghost, oh, a ghost God. ship. But that was great because it made me feel brave. Because I was like, oh, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can deal I can with this. this. I can yeah. This. So it's like I found my, I found my, uh, my, my bravery to it. Um, yeah. But the other thing that I think was really funny was it was so clearly trying to be transatlantic to be yeah. able to sold, sold on the sea. So the style of like the, the tugboats are all American. Yeah. If you actually look at them, one of them looks like I have a New Orleans steamboat yeah. you know what I mean but because I was watching the English version the steamboat sounds fucking Welsh yeah. they've got lots of regional <laughs> accents okay I guess I guess we could start let's okay. let, let's start um hi everyone <laughs> um welcome to uh 50 uses for the word love uh I'm Stephen Trumbull uh and I love that every time I tell my my twin brother something new and interesting and happy that's happening in my life he does a little dance
That's nice. Yeah. It's a lovely. Just thing gonna to kick love. that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't that a nice thing to love? Yeah. I, I, I'm someone who has uh, no relationship with my brother, so I always really. Yeah, I've no, I've nothing. When you say no, do you mean like non-existent? Like, like, Is like he's like gone? We, we no, no, no. Like we love each other, right? Because, out of duty, there's Ooh. like familial duty. Like we have to love each other, but we kind of we just don't get along. <laughs> oh yeah. no, I've heard I've heard that from quite a few people. Actually, mm. it's quite a common. It's weird though, isn't it? It's quite yeah. a common thing to actually have someone present in your life and also missing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's really strange. I remember a really, uh, I remember a moment of his last birthday. It was like a bit, it was the 30th. I couldn't make it because I was traveling back from somewhere. But then I saw like this banner that my mum and dad had got made of like pictures of my brother. And I looked at his face and there was, it was this weird kind of like disassociation where I thought, I, I've obviously spent my life seeing that face wow. but I don't recognise that face that's so I don't, ever, I don't picture my brother enough to, for it to leave like an indelible mark wow. in my memory it's like face blindness or yeah. the opposite of face blindness it's yeah, like, it's like there's I, a face but you know it's significant but you don't have a, so, a, an emotional connection yeah to it. like I just thought I don't think of your face much <laughs> <laughs> whereas my brother is the opposite he'll, he'll send me a text in the middle of the day or in the middle of the night because yeah. he'll be in America going I'm thinking of your face right yeah. now. <laughs> he's just so over he's just so loving are you and your brother twi- are you yeah, twins right, yeah, yeah so twins. you like look in the mirror and you see we can face. still smell him because about 10 minutes before we started this podcast I literally hurled him off this couch because yeah. he's been sleeping here because uh, he he had some visa trouble getting back to America so oh, he spent yeah. an extra week here crashed on the sofa oh that's good, uh, good for you nice. yeah good bonding nice. experience yeah. for you guys mm. this is a podcast about how weird it is that we have this one word love that is an umbrella term for so many different parts of the human condition and so many feelings and expressions of of, of feelings. And I've got different guests uh, to talk about different subjects. My guest today is the wonderful Mr. Pope Lonergan. Hello. Hello. Hello, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Yes, Pope is a wonderful comedian uh, and a legit nice guy. But I'm going to qualify it, though, because mm. I think this is kind of what this subject is about. Let, let, let me go back in further. This, um, I've been asking guests kind of what they want to talk about. And what I assumed I would talk about with Pope is the word agape, which is uh, the Greek word for love, which means a kind of altruistic love, a kind of a selfless love. Because you, you are a very selfless person, I think. You, you know, you, you're a care worker, you're a, a comedian who does shows for people with dementia. Mm. You run a night called Pope's Addiction Clinic, which uh, showcases acts that have suffered from addiction. Mm. And like, you're also on the internet. I, you're a very, very, obviously a very well-read uh, thoughtful liberal person yeah yeah but what i would say and, and this is gonna be my first question is that you're i would argue that you're probably the better version of that because i'd say it's probably quite hard one. Oh yeah yeah okay so there's like an un- so like it's it's encouraging like the better angels of my nature right and that definitely that uh, uh altruistic side that uh empathetic side that is that is definitely part of who i am but then i also have this like apocalyptic uh, <laughs> burn torch the world like see everyone cry side to me that i have to suppress yeah um you and, have your shadow self yeah you, yeah, have, yeah, you yeah, literally yeah, have a shadow yeah, self yeah. and i think we i think we kind of i think i think we all have that but like they're the the the, the, the way <laughs> the way i highlight it, i was talking who was i talking i think it's like alfie brown i was running this this bit i do about how uh, when there's a mass atrocity yeah. and they they do they release the death toll like this is how many people have done you're like oh yeah. my god that's horrendous I can't believe that's happened when they downgrade the death toll I'm like ah oh, shit it's not one of them. <laughs> 
not one of the big ones. No, it's not, it's not one of the big ones. No, like, like, and there is that part of myself. Oh no, I, I, I came too soon. Yeah, I yeah, got yeah. the gun. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, this isn't this isn't a big oh, one. Yeah. So there is that part of myself. But obviously, when you actually seriously, everyone out there, try harder with your trustees, please. I know. Yeah, yeah. We want to keep the death toll like higher number. But you want to get on the board? You're not going to get on the board with that kind of attitude, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that is part of uh, is part of me as You're well. You're joining so. a team of very highly trained professionals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I've been thinking about a lot with regards to this episode is the idea of um, virtue signaling, mm. uh, which is obviously I'm sure you have a lot to say about because it's yeah. like it's either, it get, it's kind of a thing that gets leveled at a lot of people. Mm. Uh, and I'd say you're quite, as I say, you, you'll do, I see you posting a lot of kind of what could be considered virtue sig- mm. signaling online. Yeah. But as I say, I think because you have that shadow self, mm. it's like you, uh, it's, 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 it's come at a cost. Do you know I'll what I mean? Have, have... You're not just some guy sat in his room going, oh, people would like if I said this, yeah, you yeah, know, it's yeah. not that kind of. Oh no, thing. I've like really tussled with what I'm, what I'm putting out there and that kind of stuff. But I think it's having an awareness. I think sometimes, you know, I might lapse into a, a virtue sig- signaling and not being fully aware of it. But a lot of the time I try to balance it or undercut it in mm. the same breath or in the same post like yes. the thing I'm posting out there well I mean I, I arguably think that the, if you're if you spend a lot of your time worrying if you're a bad person mm. you're probably not one yeah exactly and, yeah, and yeah. so the people like us who go we, we, we hear a horrible thing in the news or something to do with you know masculinity mm. or violence all that kind of stuff and we kind of we have enough of that shadow self within us to mm. kind of recognise it or Absolutely, understand yeah. it but then we also kind of go away and go oh so uh, uh, you know and, and the truly <laughs> but, like, but the guys who are truly so psychopaths and the, have not, don't have that self-reflection no. or that analytic uh, part of themselves like which is the kind of people's biggest problem with Donald Trump is that yeah. he he has no he, he just doesn't analyze his actions or yeah. his words in any capacity yeah. but then there's probably something quite liberating about that and there's something about that that I get like Oh, it would, that would be great. Yeah. I, mean, I, would, I would love a bit of that. <laughs> well, I think it's also the same for bad comedians. Yeah, Because, yeah. you know, the worst comedians that go because of stage going, I don't know what the f- their fucking problem was. Yeah, yeah. What a shit room. I know, That, yeah. that audience was stuck up, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas everyone else gets off stage going, oh, I need to change this. I need yeah, to look yeah, at that. Yeah. I need to, why? I need to, but, what but, was different about that room? But yeah. even with that, I again, like, obviously, I have, uh, I feel very uh, personally hurt if someone <laughs> rebukes if an audience doesn't like me I, 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 deep down but then I try and like shrug it because it was me as my yeah, problem yeah. Well, that's why I don't want uh, UK politics to go down that route now we've started doing everyone's just trying to become America and it's like you do realise that that's a really bad idea like the cult of personality taking over politics is oh, not yeah. going to make our politics better it's actually going to make it arguably a lot worse and that is what is the end result of that is what we is Trump is what's happening yeah. at the moment. That's exact that cult completely got by on cult of personality. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so All putting right. the world to rights, so we're doing good. We're <laughs> only about five minutes in. This yeah, okay, great, great, fantastic. Uh, okay, it's becoming suspenseful now. I've realised I haven't told the listeners what we're talking about today. So um, Pope is actually one of the few. In fact, he's the only guest on this podcast who's brought his own subject, which mm-hmm. I'm thrilled by i think that's great it's exactly what i want out of this um so i'd suggested you know philanthropy and altruism because you're obviously such a decent kind-hearted person i thought you'd have a lot to say about it and you came back with the subject today which is white knight syndrome Mm. now please tell me about this okay so i first started getting uh interested in this it was actually me and ben tarjay who i do the care home tour with um we 
we were being interviewed by Simon Kane for Ask, the Ask the Industry podcast about the care home tour. Uh-huh. And it was, it, it, was, it was actually good. Like Simon was quite good in like challenging us about our motivation for doing the care home tour and stuff like that. And I've always said, with regards to that, like I always wanted to do an hour show that runs parallel to the care home tour because when it's covered people will be a bit like saccharine and a bit mm. syrupy and like, oh lovely you know what a lovely thing you're doing and you kind of want to undercut your I own like, de- your own kind of virtue signaling exactly oh, and i want to talk about like the the obvious like i want to do like the anti-derrick i want to talk about like the realities Ooh. and the, the the corporeal aspect of the care home environment so the <laughs> stuff you have to do like wounds uh <laughs> so you want to you would do derrick but with no cold play yeah 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 <laughs> exactly that exactly Exactly that, like Derek, but with like anal cunt. Or <laughs> and, okay, I'm gonna. I, I've laughed as if I know what the fuck that means. <laughs> anal cunt. When there's a band called Anal Cunt. Oh, okay. All oh, right. <laughs> and um, so everyone can look that up in your own time. It'll be part of the the pro- <laughs> further reading. The, the fourth reading. dimensional nature of this podcast: yeah. bringing people to art to anal cunt. Yeah. So, <laughs> And so, yeah, and Simon kind of interrogated us on this and talked about, and we talked about uh, uh, altruism and selfless acts and saying, like, no, selfless act is is completely selfless, yeah. uh, which is a kind of a truism that I think most people have. But it, 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 it forced us to confront that other part of ourselves where we're like, okay, we actually want to do this because I, you know, I, I wouldn't, the job I do in the care homework, care work is, the money is absolute peanuts Mm. so there is something you have to be doing for some reason yeah Yeah, something in it and I really do feel like a sense of connection Um, I feel like an extension of their families I I feel I feel something and I I love doing the work I do Mm. but then there is the other thing of like when you you start to get the ball rolling. You start to get a bit of exposure for the care home tour. You're like, if I can get a little saying saying for my comedy <laughs> career as well. I mean, like Ben's kind of doing it really selflessly because Ben's already established. You know, right, yeah, the yeah. you know nominated for uh, best newcomer in Edinburgh. Oh, amazing! Like that. He, amazing. Ben's been going for ages and he's very well established. I'm not so much. But my <laughs> first primary reason, my principal reason for doing it, was genuinely to provide an alternative kind of entertainment for these people I care about. Um, mm. And then there was the other sides of like, but I believe in full disclosure. So like right from the beginning, I've said I'm doing this for the right reasons, but also there's the added mm. bonus of like, if I can get something out of this and get yeah, my yeah, name yeah, in the yeah, Guardian, yeah. like I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically it's like no good deed, you know, goes on, I guess, rewarded. Yeah. yeah. Be, and, there, and also, even if it's not about, personal advancement or like professional advancement sorry it could be just your it imbues you with a, a feeling of like uh like serenity and that you're providing something yeah. and that is also you know you're yeah. getting the benefit from that as well so yeah well i mean like so I, I did a little bit of research into this and it's only a very recent idea mm-hmm. it was only they only just started talking about this i think in the 70s or something mm-hmm. or the 80s they, they basically they use it a lot talking about relationships mm-hmm. about people who kind of fall in love with people who need saving yeah uh, is there something that you've uh, experienced? Yeah, so this is so that's like so I've got this book as well, just so I can refer back to it, so I don't do too much psycho battle. That's cool. When I mean, like, 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 you're a voracious reader, so I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Are you like midway through this, or are you I, just, I've read this? I've read, read this it completely, all, and, to cover. and there was some bits of it I could 
I could like I could identify uh, yeah. myself in some of the, the sort of subtypes that they're talking about. Yeah. So there's with regards to wanting, and I think probably wanting to play a pivotal role or an important role yeah. in someone's life, like yeah. wanting to be their yes. the the centre of their world, even if it's regards to yes. And there's a selfish need that, and I I through them I am I am real. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. make me real. It's like yeah. I think I learned about that in uni. The not the male gaze. Yeah. You know the term the male gaze. Yeah, yeah. In uni, we we heard about just the gaze. Yeah. Not the gaze. We were just the gaze. <laughs> yeah. the I'm not the gaze. Yeah. Gaze have been going for ages. Yeah, no, like, that's old news. That's old news, man. Um, but um, the it was talking about that the idea that um, people are both made real by and then compromised by being seen by other people. Yeah, yeah. Which I think that, is yeah. fascinating, especially for comedians. Yeah. It's like, we're nothing without the audience. Yeah, it's when like... They make us real. It's like the, there's like a rule of physics, and this is where I'm really like out of my depth, but isn't it like... Um, uh, I, I think it's actually not true, apparently, but like mm. when you observe an atom, it kind of changes its behaviour. But the atom... was that, like the Heisenberg... Heisenberg Uncertainty Principles. Yeah, my, whatever yes. you study, you also change. Yeah, yeah. Which so, I know because I've seen Jurassic Park too. Okay, there you keep, go. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, there's like a codependence between you, the subject, and the person who's observing you. Like, you mm. can only exist if you're being observed. Mm. Um, and yeah, there is, a, like, I, I do a bit of. Like, Unfortunately, being comedians, we're going to chip in with like, oh, and here's a bit of material I do, but yeah, I won't do yeah. the material. I'll just do the premise. So <laughs> you feel free to be funny, but yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but like, you know, it's yeah, we're just having a chat. It's actually I could. This is kind of focus grouping it a little bit because I've never been able to make this material work. But whenever I've told it to other comedians, they're like, "That's really great." It's really good to have like a conversation with somebody because then you find out the missing pieces yeah, or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, bounce and. And so Davina Bentley, uh, mm. she's been really good in 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 enhancing this bit and kind of adding bits to it that make it work, but it still never quite works. So fuck mm. you, Davina. I think actually she's actually the perfect person to talk to about this because yeah. she is a kind of a self-admitted selfish person. Yes. So to have yeah. someone who's talking about feeling selfish while doing altruistic acts yeah. to a person who kind of, a lot of her comedy is like, kind of revels in it. I actually it, had a wonderful moment. I had, I had uh, lunch with her the other day and for the first time ever, because th- this doesn't happen to me, mm. I was sat across from someone and everything I said, she just went negative, but in a yeah. way that I loved. Yeah. Like she wasn't telling me I was a good person. I was talking about like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't been back to counselling and I don't really want to go back on antidepressants because, you know, I want to feel like I've actually beaten it and yeah. so maybe like I, maybe I might actually be feeling depression, but I, 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 I'm kind of too proud to go back on it. And dude, really was like, "Yeah, you're just so selfish. Yeah, you're such a prick, Steve." And but like, and like with a big smile on her yeah. face. Yeah. And, and I was like, "Can we do this every week? Because yeah. I love it." Like, Divine, Divine. it was actually it felt great to not be told I was a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I like being called a cunt. Yes. sometimes like I like being called and pulled up on my shit people as well. don't like being called nice yeah because you kind of because we know our shadow selves and we're yeah. like no we're not we're not a piece of shit don't say yeah. I'm a nice guy it's always the nice guys who end up having like skeletons in their closet you know yeah, this the, is, the woke bays as it, as it, it, it it's, this is again like I think uh, I can't remember this is another comedian I was having this conversation with and they were someone who is they're not afraid to be completely unlikable on stage and Ooh, like, I nice. admire the, the balls of I know he's, yeah. uh, I've mentioned him once before sorry it was Alfie uh, oh okay yeah, yeah yeah so uh, the balls of he, he is quite overt with uh, him being smug on stage yeah. and saying things that um, 
Um, he looks good in a waistcoat, let's just say. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, I, but he said like people where there's a transparency to mm. their cuntishness and their bad behaviour, mm. they're not really the guys you have to worry about too much. Yeah. Like, they're the ones who kind of let it all hang out. Mm. Um, it's the ones who can get a bit defensive uh, uh, about they kind of their need to be seen as a, a nice guy and a champion yeah. of this person or that person, whatever. Yeah, they're usually the... Well, this is very much actually, because we, we, we won't talk about this a lot because I'd really like to get into yeah, yeah, your course, personal yeah. uh, relationship mm. to this subject um, through your relationships or whatever, or your work. Yeah. I'd love to hear all about that. But uh, I think just as a side note, I want to talk a little bit about um, the use of the word white knight outside of this subject mm. or how it has been embraced by the men's rights activist movement um, in you know in the world today, where you get basically this kind of group of angry, kind of like incel culture mm-hmm. guys, the manosphere, I think it's called, yeah. and um, you know the type of people that kind of have basically. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research on this, and I basically my conclusion is that they've institutionalized male depression. Yeah, because uh, the word that comes up a lot is um, catastrophizing, mm. which is something that I dealt with in CBT in cognitive behavior therapy when I was suffering from depression. And so the whole idea of their, the whole crux of their argument is no one will ever sleep with you, you're shit. But because of that, that that gives us permission to be angry and shoot up college campuses and stuff. You know what I mean? It's, It's really horrible, toxic stuff. And all you have to do to not have it is just live in the real world and go outside and meet people. Because, you know, the term white knight is what they'll say to anyone who kind of identifies as a male feminist or someone who says something or says something positive mm. for the liberal side of the camp. And I'm sure that you might have been... Have you have you ever been called a white knight? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I've called my... I kind of preempted it. Right. The whole thing. I kind of called myself it. Yeah. And then when I've been uh, speaking to different people and like kind of explaining the concept... Luckily, like no one's actually gone. Yeah, you are that. Like, it's right, kind of yeah, like yeah, no yeah, one's yeah. kind of confirmed it yet. Yeah, um, I think I've, I've got, actually been called it. Yeah, yeah. I got called it in a in a WhatsApp group by someone who thought I'd left the group. Oh, oh, and then it, then he kind of played it off as a joke. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> well, you know, and he knows. Well, you so, know, somebody else was like, "Trump was still here." Yeah, <laughs> and then my immediate one was like, "Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just laying low, writing my blog." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I'm quite, I'm not, I'm quite liberal on stage. Mm. Uh, so I think maybe some people probably think of me as that. But I don't like to think of myself because I'm completely with you. I, I know myself. Yeah. I used to be a complete dick in uni and like very, you know, bitter and twisted and, mm. you know, lonely, shy, repressed guy. Yeah. And that's that's where this kind of culture comes from. If, I, you, don't, oh, yeah. if you don't nip it in the bud. That's that, exactly that. And it's good, like, because I can... It's it's horrible, like to have to admit that my my younger self, not now, but my mm. younger self, I can find bit I can find a lot to relate to mm. of them incel guys, right? Not to me too, me that, too. But there's some uh, like a, a, I worry that this might come up multiple times in this podcast because it seems to be quite a defining yeah, part of my life. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely like I, I absolutely fascinates me, and I've been kind of trying to uh, think of ways to uh, to to tackle with it um but yeah yeah so from kind of my definitely my uh, adolescence and uh, even going into sort of about 19 20 mm-hmm. um yeah i had i kind of had a, a, a bitterness and an anger and a hatred and i and i didn't 
Well, it, all comes fear, from, it all comes from fear, doesn't yeah, it? Like yeah. Fear of rejection or kind yeah. of shyness and repression. And I think I like think that. with me, like the, the thing I didn't have and I always used to fight against because mainly because like my mum and dad was like like don't you know, don't moat, like don't mm. don't I didn't self pity. So I right. was like, Oh, I know why this is happening to me because I'm I'm a dickhead. I'm right. a terrible yeah, yeah, drunk. Yeah. I, I'm an aggressive person even now. I've got yeah. that, that a very uh, aggressive side to me that I have to kind of keep a lid on and, and, and suppress. So yeah, the thing that's the most off-putting about the incel thing, other than like, you know, what, killing yeah. kids, like yeah. going oh, into oh schools and killing. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a bit, you know, that's that's not on. That is <laughs> well, not on. I've been talking yeah. about this a lot with my brother recently, just to get this to the top of my yeah. brain. And so many interesting things have come out of it. Just like the fact that the types of women that they these guys talk about yeah. online. I kind of did a deep dive mm. on YouTube and, oh my God, don't go there, guys. It yeah. is, you know, abandon all hope, yeah. all ye who enter here. Just absolutely terrible stuff. But the thing that made me really interested was that they only seem to have one kind of woman in their brain. They had three types of men. They had the al- the alpha Chad, who's the guy who sleeps with a lot of women, and we hate him because he sleeps with women. Yeah. And then we have the cuck, who is the guy who the woman marries and then takes all his money. Yeah. This is all their narrative. And then the third guy is them, who's the incel, who's just like just because they weren't born with the right skull structure, yeah, yeah, yeah. they can't get they can't get laid. Um, and then women are just the guys who either marry people or or have sex with them. And not once do they mention the female incel, the person who who they don't find attractive. Yeah. To them, yeah. the only women that exist are women they want to have sex with. Yeah, and, and the ones who, like, I, I don't like using words like social strata, but yeah, they're yeah. higher up the social strata. Uh, mm. the, the women who are kind of out of their reach in, well, yeah. in, in, in their heads. But then there's a reason mm. as well that these guys are so low down the social strata and it's all the... The bitterness and <laughs> well, it's like, not only that, pity. Also, yeah. the media helps because the media, like I remember growing up, my my idea of women was uh, like Bond movies. You know, like yeah. at the end, he always sleeps with a girl that he's just saved, and she's like the most beautiful girl in the yeah, world yeah. because they literally went around finding beauty queens to be in Bond films. That's yeah. how they found. Bond girls back in the day and so there's this kind of implicit suggestion which is that like a woman should be a lady in the streets and yeah. uh, like I've just saved her from terrorists in the sheets yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this, this kind of, <laughs> it's just kind of terrible but like I found it really interesting because it's like there's no incel outreach program for females yeah. there's no like hey none of us are getting laid we're all kind of ugly and sad let's get together and have like let's go well, well, let's, let's play canasta yeah. you know, there's never any of that they're just like no women are all less than human horrible yeah. vindictive emotionally manipulative hot people yeah they, it's like they have blindness for any woman who they, they don't find attractive and it's like the, the women that they don't see as desirable or ugly they're just like oh they're, they're nothing like they're nothing they're, they're lesbians like, they're yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just, just ugly ugly lesbians like mm. they're just... it's terrible it's a, it's a really unpleasant I, will, I almost feel like I want to stop talking about it the, the thing I wrote in my notebook when I was thinking about this was I feel like I escaped Scientology yeah, that's how I feel about that whole mindset. It's just, it's, it's and tough. I was very so lucky that I was so shy. Yeah, it, I I didn't act out a lot. Mm. Those kind of frustrations. I would get drunk and I would moan. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would say I would I would get drunk and just shout. I mean, it, I didn't mm. just. It wasn't just. It wasn't just targeted at, at women. It was probably mm. caused by maybe. Like not reciprocating yeah, something, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it yeah. was kind of just spread out. Like I just shout at everyone, like mm. everyone. I just like at that point, just yes, everyone. I yeah. just shout at the Oh my world. god, I've I've so much empathy for that, and it's yeah. it's uh, it's horrible, and and it's not cool, and it's not good, and it needs to stop. But yeah. I think something that has to be addressed as well is that it's very very easy to fall down that rabbit hole if you haven't had a good. It's not the parents' fault, but it's like 
it's definitely got something to do with depression. Mm. That's what I think. I think it's because young, like teenage males, are like the most common people to suffer from suicidal thoughts mm. and depression, all that kind of stuff. So they're the guys who are walking potential incels. Do you know yeah. I mean? They're just like, and if you leave them alone on the internet, they will find the guy who's telling them that it's not their fault. Mm. And they'll be happy to tell them who whose fault it is. Yeah, jaded, disillusioned, and yeah. then they've got a, they found a community and a sense of belonging mm. amongst other very toxic, uh, but yeah, exactly. toxic and sort of ignorant men. Um, mm. Mm. Unenlightened men. Which, but I was that. I was definitely that at some point. Not to... The kind of extreme that that we talked about, um, but I was something you know, that I was harboring a lot of resentment and yeah, very yeah. It, it just it just sounds like we were uh, mean drunks. Yeah, I just, mean, I once held not... my housemate hostage. Really? <laughs> this is an actual scene. Okay, I once okay. held my housemate hostage. I, I still have no. I was blind, blackout drunk. I was a terrible uh, alcoholic and uh, drug addict, mm. and um, I, I, I mean, I. I and a lot of the time, I was getting myself in trouble and like getting into to fights with people and stuff like that. But my housemate, I I still have no memory, not even like a, a glimmer of memory about this occurrence. Apparently, I our rooms were like next to each other. There, the doors. Mm. Apparently, I got out. I came came in. I was drunk. I was manic. Uh, I thought the IRA was after me. This wow. was because kind of weird psychosis. What are you, Jack Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um. I put I, I put up a camping chair outside my bedroom, and every time he tried to emerge from his bedroom, I had a cricket back and I'd smashed the door, so he couldn't like leave wow. his room. It was That's a, really... a proper psychotic episode, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, like big time, big time, yeah. Wow. But I love that you own it. I love that you <laughs> oh, own yeah, it. Happened. Like, this is the type of thing that you you come out with and yeah. you 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 own. You come out ahead of it. Yeah, you have to kind of you have to because uh, that happens. Like I don't remember it happening, but obviously I'm. This is exactly, this, that's that's exactly what I mean when I say hard won. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's a waged battle yeah. that you have come out the other side of and you don't make any bones about it. Yeah. Which I oh, think yeah, is very yeah. admirable in this day and age. You have to, you have to confront, you have to confront that part of yourself. Hmm. You really have to, even if it, it, you know, like there's some stuff like we're, we're saying on this that people, you know, they could be quite repelled by that, but they well, might. I, 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 here's the thing though, but you also, there's, there's ways to find empathy in it as well because you are arguably suffering from you definitely are suffering from addiction mm. you're arguably suffering from mental illness caused by addiction mm. if not just mental illness generally yeah. which uh, most people in the world are yeah. uh, in some way or another you know you're young mm. how old were you at the time as uni uh so yeah i was like uh, 20 21 or something yeah i think that was yeah. when i was at my worst yeah. i think as well just that kind of like just started drinking properly for the first time i had internet with access to pornography for the first mm-hmm. time i'm there with my twin brother which is a, a powder keg of should not have gone to the same unit you know what i mean like uh, <laughs> and you know and also i thought i was going to reinvent myself because i was so deathly shy in school mm. deathly shy and films like Garden State were telling me that Natalie Portman was just going to hit on me for no reason. Yeah, yeah. For being emotionally vacant. Hey, just go to a small town, act emotionally vacant, and Natalie Portman will hit on you. And it's that thing (laughs) as well of being, you kind of have a bit of a, when you're that shy, I was shy as well. People might have not realised it outwardly because I was always, you know, I was, I was kind of loud and mm. uh, and boisterous uh, because I just come from that sort of family. But um, yeah, I was in, internally I was very, very, very shy. And then because you're that shy, you have this like stunted development, like an arrested development mm. in your social mm. social interaction. And then you think because we 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 kind of uh, fabulists and uh, mm. romantics, mm. we think by 
exhibiting certain behaviours we're like cultivating a mystique so by being the guy yeah. who fucking shouts everyone holds people hostage <laughs> like people go, go hey this guy this guy he's got something uh, g- check out Heathcliff yeah, over yeah, here yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like, like the whole Ted Hughes it's thing I'm like, and oh, Kathy, I yeah. can't get out of my goddamn room <laughs> like, hey he's just uh, giving in to his primitive self but really everyone's like don't invite him out he holds you hostage yeah, like, but, just don't but, invite him out he holds you hostage by the end he was saying it's me I'm Kathy just so you'd think he was someone else yeah, so you could yeah. let him get out of his goddamn room yeah. he, needed, he needed the loo really badly yeah though. yeah yeah and he's just like this guy's an inconvenience he holds you hostage it's not fun to be around like no one's thinking like hey he's giving in to his primitive self you know he's, he's a he's a dark guy they're just thinking he's he's a, he's a wanker yeah. which is what I was well, yeah exactly I mean most wankers are, you know think they're in the right at the time yeah. the effect, if not all wankers yeah that is what makes you a wanker probably. exactly exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so you've come out of this tumult yeah, and so now you've kind of kind of reinventing yourself, kind of as a yeah. as a nice guy, as a, or as a, not a nice guy, but you're doing good deeds. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, it was it was organic. It wasn't mm. a conscious thing of like it, it was really like coming out of rehab. That was the main. How, how long were you in rehab? Uh, I was in, I was in for so I didn't have for two weeks. So I didn't have enough money for the full twenty eight days. Wow. But um, prior to that, no one sort of said like you're a cunt. They said you can see, we can see, you know, you have a nice nature mm. um, and there is a nice side to you but you're very manic mm. um, and uh, very too much it's great when other people tell you that you're worth saving yeah yeah do you yeah, think yeah oh it is that so there was you can make a mistake and be- there's some innate quality there's a reason why some people don't get forgiven and some people do yeah there's a, there's, a, there's a kind of intangible quality yeah that people see in other people well, I completely agree and I say sometimes in that moment you're like a prisoner in your own shit personality, but they yeah. can see that that's not really. I mean, it, I, I always hate thinking. Who was really in the room that you weren't letting out? Yeah, it was you. Hope <laughs> it was you. <laughs> you, you were, you were holding you hostage. Exactly. That's the, exactly. But um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, still. I mean, God bless him for not pressing charges. But, I know, uh, yeah, yeah, good, good guy. I'm still friends with him. That's the weird thing. But we've never. This is the. Do you the, ever we, talk about it? No, we've <laughs> never. We've never spoken about it. It's gone completely like unacknowledged. Like the next day, it was like we had words, but it's we've never oh. spoken about it since. So there's part, but there is part of myself. Like I, this is a bit of material I was talking about. Mm. Where I uh, just a caveat as well. This isn't a joke about people who have like disabilities or like down syndrome mm-hmm. don't think it's about okay. like so this is gonna be good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, make up your own mind this could like, alienate you completely but um so there was a girl like before i uh i'm with my current girlfriend there was a girl i was talking to and her son her son had down syndrome. so this girl like i, right. I found her quite attractive for, mm. but it wasn't i didn't really feel much of a connection or whatever then she right. told me about her son having down syndrome right. and by that point i was like oh so tell me more like so because, this is where the white knight syndrome yes yeah, so i just for the part first time. of me like i like was like saying like 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 I love the boy already. Like I'm going to be a big part of. Right. I'm, I'm going to take him to football matches. I'm going. Oh, I I love him. I love him. I love him. I'm like oh, I love that he's got cerebral palsy. And she's like no Down syndrome. I'm like yeah, whatever he's got. Like you know, <laughs> whatever. Like he's got saying, you know, he's got saying, and I'm going to be there for him. I love him. 
<laughs> I love him completely. <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wherever the, wherever the, like, he's got some kind of, some saying. He's got, he's got a going. gammy leg. He's or got something. something going on. I know that much. Tim. And I know I can be there for him, and I will be there for him. And there was like a kind of thing where I was getting, I was getting like a narcotic effect off of like taking the boy to Ooh. football matches. Wow. Like, so, so you'd liken it to addiction? Yeah, yeah. There you, was a kind of got, weird you, thing. You, you just come out of rehab, and now you're taking a human hit off someone. Yeah, it's like a kind of yeah, which is massively part of addiction as it permeates itself in so wow. many ways and I was by thinking I could obviously like heighten this for comic effect and that exchange between me and yeah it's funny no but place. I mean like, that's a great use of that subject for yeah. a joke so yeah exactly yeah exactly that and uh, um, there is that thing of w- wanting to be the centre of someone's life that was what mm, we talked about mm. like, wanting to be the centre of someone's life wanting to be I'll, I'll read a bit so this is what I was just reading about so there's oh, four yeah, yeah, no. give, give us some of the apparently book apparently there's four what's the name of the book just so uh, everyone wants white, to read it the white knight syndrome the white knight syndrome and um, now I, don't, I mean I don't know how much kind of uh, scientific veracity yeah but you re- you read a lot and you got a lot out of it yeah yeah there was some, I could identify it it's not like a self help book it's yeah. just it's just a, a line of study already as we've talked about earlier has little echoes and repercussions in the world in any way exactly, even if yeah. it's a bunch of like people online it's using so, it to cut down people saying nice things yeah exactly yeah so it and, definitely has something to do with it. a lot of a lot of lies in the world are wrapped up in the truth yes that's yeah. how you make a good lie yeah 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 you know exactly I mean? that you yeah you always add it you add a, a tincture of of the truth so um no it was it was talked about so you've got the three subsets apparently of the white uh night and i'll give you a brief kind of overview so there's the overly uh, empathic white knight and that is someone who feels they have to kind of uh the, their whole life uh, is is based around propping someone else up mm. and aiding this person's uh, personal progression and right. doing everything for so the kind person. of being a, a benefactor yeah a yeah exactly conciliary yeah right. ex- exactly that and um, carer yeah, basically being someone's caregiver, even if mm. it's supposed to be a mutual, uh, mm. you know, balanced relationship. Mm. And but then you also have the thing of like when they become successful or they kind of uh, outpace you, mm. you feel first of all a bit envious because you're you feel that you was the one who got them to that point. Right. And also suddenly you want credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's you want dark. and you want and you also want to keep them at a level where they where you are a requirement where they mm. actually need you and need your help and if they kind of outpace you they don't need your help anymore mm. uh, and your function is kaput and so there's that kind of person excellent use of the word kaput yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get five points and uh then there's the tarnished white knight and this one's the tarnished white so yeah knight. and this is someone um who I think as comedians we can both relate, okay. wants to be loved and appreciated. Mm. He seeks to compensate for and repair the ineffectual sense of self that he developed in childhood. Yeah. So this white knight wants to be adored and be idolised, this thing. Well, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, and I know, and so in that, I, I that is kind of a big part of my Do you know makeup. what? Do you, I, I bet that being a stand-up comedian is like being a white knight, but you're saving yourself. Yeah. 
Because how many comedians, it's like you go up on stage, your, Edinburgh, your whole Edinburgh show is about how I got over this, how, yeah. I, how I dealt with this flaw within myself. Yeah. And if I tell you about my flaw and I'm really honest about it, yeah. you will love me and idolize me. Yeah. That's so interesting. And there's the thing as well of like, I, I, so it's I like, honestly think, yeah. this is quite a sweeping statement, but any comedian, you get these comedians go, look, I'll just do it so I want people to have a good time. They are lying. I don't, there's something in them. I mean, they can coexist. So that's. I need to want people to I want people to have a good time and yeah. I do like it when I can see people are entertained and enjoying and yeah. engaged with what I do it, like I said it can coexist so part of me is why I'm there and why I'm doing it but also part of it is for my own gratification and mm. my need to be like looked at and adored and this and that and the other so I'd say Trump has that yeah not that he thinks of himself as a, as a white as a saving person, yeah. But well, maybe he does. Yeah, but but, yeah. but uh, that he the only thing he likes about being president is the rallies. Oh, absolutely. And he's energized, mm. and he's probably like quite funny and charming and mm. stuff because he's getting boosted. He's getting a morale boost from the love that's being generated mm. um, for the direct, directed towards him, and that's why he's, he's in this perpetual state of campaigning. So yeah, the comedians who say they do it solely to make everyone just have a good time. Right, yeah, I don't yeah. think... I think that's a lie. Okay. I think, personally, that's a lie, mm. and I'll challenge anyone. <laughs> please <laughs> please <laughs> write in. you still got your cricket bat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will hold you hostage. I've done it once. I've done it once. <laughs> Nobody leaves. <laughs> Ask the audience, and the audience is like, we want to go too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, this, is, uh, this isn't even a podcast. This is an ongoing hostage situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please send help. <laughs> and uh, Stephen's putting in cryptic clues, of like, like, please save me. Please, exactly, please. exactly. Um, I don't know if I can tap Morse code on the table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so is that, is that is there, those, are there more? Yeah, there's, right. there, so there's that one. Right, um, after you finish, I've got a question for you. So then there's, uh, I can't remember what this one was. This is the terrorizing, terrified white knight. Wow. I'll read this. So, uh, oh, this is someone who's actually like had real, like severe abuse like inflicted upon them. This is someone who like is high, highly manipulative of her parents, teachers, and peers as an, an adaptation and reaction to her childhood experiences. They can be deceitful, bullying, etc. So right. Couldn't really relate to that one at all. And then there's the balance. You couldn't relate to that one. So, no, so, so no. you've actually you. What was your childhood like? Was it quite? It was good. It was no, good. It's really. really? I had a re- in fact, I was probably probably overly cared for. Right, because they, 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 they said, "Don't moan." Yeah, well, they, well they, so they your family was kind of like you're fine, you're doing okay. Yeah, the, my yeah. my my dad was like he he was a detective. Um, was he? Yeah, yeah, he's a he's and his a, name was Lonergan, Detective Lonergan. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, would yeah. read a fucking series of books about that yeah, man. Yeah, and <laughs> what's so, his first name? Uh, Mark. So uh, Detective Mark Lonergan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And, uh, so he was kind of like away. His whole life was like his work. But when he was, he wasn't an absent father by any stretch of the imagination. No, no. He was there. But he, he worked like, a lot. Full on. Yeah, he just worked a lot. And my ma- and, it, and doing a, a an altruistic thing. Yeah, yeah. We we're, were in. Yeah, exactly. In his like he putting himself at risk. Yeah, you know, yeah. kind of uh, investing, uh, making people's lives better. That's, yeah, and so, he yeah. did really see saving it. people. He did see it as as that. Like, a detective. That is, a detective yeah. is a very real uh, version of a knight yeah, yeah. in the modern world. Yeah, yeah, apart from the ones who like uh, shoot black people in uh, <laughs> Louisiana. Well, they are white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they certainly are white. They're not very knight. <laughs> Less white, more knight yeah, is what yeah, we yeah, need yeah, in the yeah. world, generally. <laughs> um, 
and uh, yeah, and so I'm like, but my mum was probably she coddled me. Probably my mum, mm. like she's a very, very, very loving woman. Uh, it, it might be quite an offensive archetype. I don't know, like the Jewish mother archetype. She's not actually. Well, I'm sure Davina wouldn't think so. Yeah, yeah, she's not actually. She's not. But the problem is, my mum is. Well, she's got Jewish lineage, but she's not actually right, Jewish. Right. But she's taken that kind of cavelling. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, my, my my brother's girlfriend's Jewish, and yeah. she talks quite openly about that. So I'm sure she wouldn't see that as an offensive. Yeah, so like, and also it's, it's very much a compliment. I mean, it's a, it's a cultural stereotype, but I think it is a. Is it's a, like a it's, mother a, it's a virtuous one. It's yeah, a nice one. it's not. It's not like a terror. It's not like saying, oh, she's like greedy and like yeah. <laughs> got like. Like talents, <laughs> like, like, like the Nazi, like Nazi era Jewish stereotype, <laughs> and yeah. So, in fact, that's probably part like stems from not blaming it on my mum. It, it, mm-hmm. I think it's an inherited thing with my addiction, but part of my need to numb myself and to have uh, an exalted disposition and kind of be out of reality mm. so I was like a first rate fabulist as a kid mm, fabulous um, I love that word you've said that yeah I, it's, it's I, I, was, I was like in I had such a vivid imagination mm. and I was constantly I had this recurring program that only existed in my own head but it happened for about six years mm. where I like owned an alleyway right you owned, owned an alleyway in my head in your head in my head I what owned are you an and all, yeah, and all these like there was this recurring like cycle of characters and all these things existed and even recently oh I remember God. thinking oh, I really loved that episode of that series what and I it, think it just was in my we head we have it's so never... much in common yeah because I had such a great imagination like I, yeah. I have I, I want to do this as a joke on stage because I think it's really funny yeah which is that I've had sexual fantasies that have gone on so long the characters in them have started to settle down really good that's perfect it's just yeah, true yeah, like yeah. you know and you come up with these little kind of like stories and like, it's you're a storyteller that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the nice way of looking at it yeah. the bad way of looking at it is you, you own the place where Batman's parents were killed in your brain and yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird or the place where kids go to smoke up to school but, but also but also, it's the thing of like as a storyteller then you can use that to justify lying because there's been times where I've, I've sat, right. told really elaborate lies uh, wow. like really really elaborate lies to the point where I actually had like a, a written graph yeah. a lot of the network of lies I told and I had to type, kind of keep keep. I think that that right there is your badge of honour for not being a virtue signaller right there yeah. if you're a self-admitted pathological liar yeah do you know what I mean yeah. that's a really interesting thing to admit to and to say because yeah. now I'm like Oh, this uh, this whole podcast gonna have to go in a bin now. Yeah, yeah, this is making all it all up. None of this. Time. But no, no, the light, the lying thing was basically to uh, to hide my drug use. But also, yes. it would come out in really strange ways. Like when I was when I was still a drinker, when I drunk, mm. I would the next day my friends were like these really really elaborate like lies I'd, mm. I'd invent where I said I was like a like an expert swimmer and I can't like <laughs> my, my brother does that yeah yeah but I'm, he's he's not addicted to anything yeah yeah he has no reason to he just if you meet somebody at like a like a pub yeah. just some person who he doesn't like yeah. He'll just start lying to them for fun. But that's that's he wants to convince the guy that he was deaf in one ear because of a roadside bomb in like Iran <laughs> yeah, while he was there doing like mission work or whatever. But that's like a prank, right? Whereas mine yeah. was I always felt I wasn't good enough or I wasn't. It was uh, rationalising behaviour. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I kind of felt I needed more to I needed more to enhance myself. Mm. Like I, whereas now I'm like really relaxed into my personality and I know I don't have to have had you say that you say that this doesn't apply to you, but I think 
correct me if I'm wrong, mm. wouldn't it, when, if, even though it's not your childhood, mm. could you not say that the addiction that part of your life could be a tarnishing that you that from that you feel tarnished, and so you have you have the the need to save other people because of that. I mean, yeah. it's definitely a damage. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know because I never feel I'm quite uh, like there there is still it's loosening but there is a stigma attached to and you just said manipulative which is in the oh i was yeah yeah so i can recognize a bit that yeah so there is some of it i'm I'm not saying like no no you're tarnished and we're (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna leave with a special t-shirt that i've made i I think it's because (laughs) i think it's because the bit at the the beginning of that uh, subset was about the the childhood having like a traumatic childhood and like sexual abuse this this is why we're not doing agape guys this is why we're not doing the altruism work yeah because yeah, yeah. we're going to save that for someone who isn't a lying prick like this yeah, guy Yeah, because here. someone who actually is, is a nice person. That's why we're going to go down that route. But yeah, so yeah, no, you're right. I, I, I probably but needed no, no, a bit no, more I, self-exploration. So well, well I mean, like, no, but, but, but I think it's a good sign that you, you breathed over that one. Your brain was like, that doesn't apply to me anymore. Yeah. So you were kind of like, I don't need to read that one. Yeah, right? yeah. And that's interesting, you know. And, I, and you're right that it, that's saying it's coming from childhood trauma, which mm-hmm. is a very... You don't want to say... You wouldn't want to take that away from someone who has had childhood exactly trauma. That, yeah. You don't want to. Uh, That's it. it, it like all trauma, like all life experience is relative. And mm. me, like seeing a tugboat get blown up in that tugboat <laughs> program, was traumatic. <laughs> and still, <laughs> like gives them, gives me a little bit of like ah, oh, oh, like still hurts, right? Exactly. But I don't want to equate that to someone who's like, yeah, I was you know part of a sex cult and abused for, for you know <laughs> for years and years. And years. <laughs> you just see you going to like a trauma meeting, and you're all sat around in. Yeah shares and then you're and then it goes to you and it's like pope well would you please feel free to share and you're like tugboat tugboat <laughs> tug, bloody tugboat block you're you was on the tugboat that blew up no i watched it on the television program it was a, yeah. what kind of television program a children's a program children's one, yeah but there's but there's, actually you say that but in aa and na and uh the the, the fellowship meetings yeah. and stuff like that there is this weird like hierarchy amongst uh, us drug users when you're talking it, it, when when people are talking you have like somebody goes oh I was I was like, addicted to weed it could have mm. screwed their life just yes, substantially it screwed yours but then you're like ah you're f- uh, fucking weed mate I was on uh, I was on like like yeah. pain I was like down in bottles of morphine and oxycodone and then the other person above me is saying well I was like injecting heroin on a daily mm. basis like I, I and yeah and it's exactly that kind of cognitive dissonance that makes assholes on the internet yeah undercut other people's stories yeah and you shouldn't and and as well like you should undermine someone's experience and their like perception of uh, of an event or a mm. situation that has reverberated some people get fucked life. up yeah. by accident yeah yeah that's how easy it is to fuck somebody yeah. up and so yeah i mean i, I i'm I get worried to talk about this because it involves like someone who right. If you if you who, don't want to say something, I don't feel like. I know. I think I, I think I I think I will. I'll throw caution to the wind. No, but mm. then so with my my ex, right. it was very very tempestuous dynamic. Between so, us. Well, this is very interesting because here we're getting right into like the primary. I think. Uh, use of this word, yeah. the white knight, in r- romantic relationships yeah. of saving a person. So is this the the woman with the child? 
no, no, that was, no, that was never anything. That was that the never, test run. Yeah, no, that was no, that was just kind of a, a, a momentary like flirtation. That was a kind of a, it was a kind of a uh, you were almost a stepdad to. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I was trying to force myself to be the stepdad after five minutes, and she was Ac- like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> yeah. But that's the problem. You do, do sometimes you embark on these. Uh, uh, you be a support for someone. You you really put yourself out there, and mm. that person you become a figure that they rely on, mm. and then the realization of like oh shit like i've got to follow ah oh, fuck up this boy's stepdad like i really like oh i don't know anything about down syndrome like i don't i don't know what to do <laughs> and so there is that and that's the kind of arsehole side of uh, the good news is that they're better off so yeah, it's yeah. fine like they're <laughs> Thank God. Um, <laughs> like she, she, she got out while she had the chance. Um, so what? So, so your ex? This is another woman. So How many of these relationships do you think you've had? I only one. So I'm in one okay, now. Right, where okay. like uh, yes, you do have a. a, a I've, I can see from Facebook you yeah. seem incredibly happy. And this it looks and, like a very functioning. And so this normal. is where like the fourth subset comes into play, mm. and this is where I can relate to this now. Not okay. Years ago. Called, is this the fourth and final? Yeah, yeah. Right, get, hit me with it. So this is called the balanced rescuer, and this is actually like someone who really does care, is an equal with the person, mm. and, um, like no one's a, d- a dependent mm. in that relationship. You actually are glad when they succeed and do mm. well, and mm. you you do feel like a lot of love and warmth, but it's. It's not for your own benefit. It's yeah. actually because you just so, feel love and warmth. It's a mutual saving. Yeah, and and that's kind of like a good one. This is what we should all be. This is the, so this you're is not this, a rescuer. This is just, the optimum. If anyone's out there feeling like this, this is what you should be aiming for. Yeah, yeah, right. and it just being like, yeah, you just feel love and compassion for people, but there's no underlying motive. So this is your it. relationship now. Yeah, this not is the one with your ex. And this is kind of the 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 mindset I, I'm in now with a lot of things. I just genuinely feel like. But yeah, I feel like a lot of the love and affection and I feel invested in other people, but not because I think, oh, what what can that do for me? It's because mm. I just want to see people succeed. Have you ever heard of um, the Benjamin Franklin effect? No, no. Right. Okay. Oh, amazing. I've, uh, I, get to, I get to be educational. No, really All right, cool. I, I, I've, I discovered this recently. Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers of America, and he also wrote a lot of like, Essentially, kind of self-help books for. Uh, he was very smart. He's the guy with the the key and the 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 kite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, He is got this thing named after him called the Benjamin Franklin effect, which is based on how he got a political rival to like him. Mm. And I see it as the shining example of how white knight syndrome, as described in the first three that you said, doesn't work. Yeah, and you shouldn't do it because I've been in that situation where I, I had an ex girlfriend who I just wanted. I I, I wanted so badly it was my first girlfriend I just wanted so badly to be her boyfriend and she'd just gone out of this very long relationship so she was kind of allergic to having one so it was kind of doomed from the start but we did really really care about each other mm. but I learned the hard way that you should never tell someone what you think they want to hear and the Benjamin Franklin effect is that if you want somebody to like you ask them for a favour mm. he he asked you to borrow a book his political rival who hated him had this rare book that you, no one else in America can get in his library. And he said, can I borrow that? Mm. And the guy gave it to him. And then he gave it back with a little thank you note. And then the guy, they became friends for the rest of their life. So it's like, it, it, the rule is, if you if you get, if you ask someone for a favour, they're more likely to, to do you another favour. Yeah, so it's like a reciprocal thing and you're helping. Yeah, don't do them a favour. Yeah, that, yeah. that's, that's the white knight thing. How can I help you? Yeah, Whereas yeah. really, they just want you to feel value in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about so you feel great? Yeah. You feel yeah. great for helping me. How yeah. about that? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That balance, like what you said, that equilibrium that we're, that you know you're always striving for. That is like what you said. It's like the optimum uh, version of this that we're discussing, where it's it's it is just like genuine compassion and care for people mm. um, without a little like something something on the side, mm. or, or or but or so, without the kind of the the kind of uh, you know I'm the man. Yeah, I get the thing. Yeah. What was it like with the uh, your ex? So she, so she had uh, borderline personality disorder, okay. and I was an addict. So that uh, that right. was that was tricky. That's, that was uh, like a tricky relationship. That's top trumps, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my, my, when I when I spoke to my therapist in um, in, in rehab, uh, she actually had she so she had uh, she specialised in borderline personality disorder and mm. addiction. Mm. And when I told, her, I said, so borderline personality disorder can. With certain things, it can manifest in two ways. So you can either be overly uh, capricious with your spending. You can mm. kind of just like, you know, throw yeah. portions of wind and spend a lot. Or overly, overly thrifty, really like obsessively careful with money. So my ex was that. She right. was that version. And me being a drug addict, I was like, gimme, 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 gimme. So she would, <laughs> so she would go like, oh, look, I've bought these yogurts. Like uh, this, we've got this many for the week. Yeah. Like I'm gonna d- distribute them to you, so you don't go mad. And I go like, yeah, 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 cool. I'm gonna I'll play by that game, so I don't want you to like stab me again or whatever. Like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, okay, I think we may have breezed over a bit there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's. I'll get. I'll let's get, spool it back. I'll get. I'll get back to the the, the, the that. Okay. So uh, so yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, like that's fine, like that. And then like within seconds, she's gone. Like I, I like just tip like twelve yogurts down my throat, right. and it was that that constant dynamic of um, giving and taking. Yeah, or just, or just not even like she 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 would take 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 as well. Oh, she like. take right. So well, I guess that's what you found attractive about her. If, if you're a white knight, you yeah. want someone who needs desperately something from she, you, and that makes you feel like you're giving. Yeah, you're, like, exactly. You're a good yeah. Person. Like, yeah. How can I prostrate myself? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And that was it. Yeah, there was that constant thing of uh, and and also the like sort of flagellatory impact of like she would take 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 but then she would go cold like borderline personality so it's very complex like you have this mm. idea of splitting where either you're an angel or a demon like they see you as like oh you're wonderful you're perfect you're idolized right and then the next breath yeah. you're suddenly you're the worst person you're a tyrant you're awful and it's constant like that and that but all of that reads as suffering for you yeah and so you loved it yeah i bloody loved it like really? you do get that thing about right, persecution sometimes she doesn't know who i am yeah 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 and i suffer for my love yeah yeah and there's that like persecution <laughs> complex and then but also because you're being persecuted you feel you're being persecuted or that yeah that you're you're kind of wounded by this relationship that's the perfect excuse to just do loads of fucking drugs because then you can justify <laughs> it and go like i'm numbing myself because she is too much like she yeah. she is she is like uh, overwhelming so yeah so there was there was i mean it was kind of shifting all the time it's like a lot of addicts they go they they kind of go into codependent mm. relationships and that was definitely uh what yeah that was definitely what that was do you could you look back and like with regret is it do you no, feel like no. you did you feel manipulative at the time it's actually this is an interesting question i want to i've been wanting to ask you this for uh, a couple of minutes actually this is a podcast about love yeah or about it but it doesn't have to just be about love because it's any word that could fall under the umbrella term yeah. so it's like there are some words that get misappropriated as love yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm gonna ask you did you feel love in this situation uh I, it's kind of oh, it's really it's tough isn't it yeah because I can't I 
it was it was my first experience of a relationship, so I I felt so just to contrast and compare, which we shouldn't really do with with kind of past relationships to mm. recent ones. But when so I with my past relationship, we, there was a lot of um, times where we would have a lot of fun. She was really funny, like right. we'd have fun and enjoyment, but it was it was always very temporary and very fleeting. Mm. And I remember going, I was always trying to escape. I'd go around the corner to the public uh, toilets uh, with my laptop, like 50 dehydrocodone tablets and vodka and Monster Munch, like Monster <laughs> Munch perched on the toilet holder. And I'm like sitting there doing a bit of business with like a dongle on my laptop, like yeah. doing a bit of business, take the 50 dehydrocodone tablets, get wow. high, drink the vodka, eat the Monster Munch, and just sitting there for hours just doing business on my laptop. And that was like my office cubicle in like mm. a grimy public toilet. Is it weird that the thing that disgusts me the most about that is the Monster Munch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like... I'm just like, in the toilet? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I, mate, mate, what are you, sick? You've mate, got a problem, I, man. I, I, could, I could eat like a full roast dinner on the toilet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even... Like, I would feel no... Toad in the hole. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd feel no sense of shame. Like, I... I so th- there was that. So we're, we've... Uh, I kind of... I, I worried... I don't want to kind of. I don't. My ex wouldn't ever. Well, no, yeah, but but I mean, I feel exactly the same thing yeah, about yeah. Um, my ex. I, I I worry so much about using material on stage. About, yeah. I know, and a lot of other comedians are like, oh, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, shouldn't care. Yeah, yeah It's your yeah. life. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, but I I do think you know have kindness. It's, yeah, and there you know, is people's feelings at stake, whether you like it or not. They're... And it's not. I'm not even saying that like you know she was a bad like she was a wonderful person. There was nothing really wrong with her mm-hmm. at all. It's more. It's a joke. Always ends up being about me. Yeah. But. Uh, I just know that she was quite a private person and yeah. I think she'd be kind of she would just be quite horrified to know that she was being talked about so, so uh, if you don't want to say anything then yeah no this is, this is because this has been like coming up recently you don't have to cut out anything mm, mm, that I've mm. said so far but like it okay. has recently where... I mean I might cut out the threat yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah you, should, you, you, you mustn't fret you mustn't you if, you, mustn't, if you hear a, a misplaced glottal stop halfway through the episode it was the, the, yeah, the was bit it, where yeah. Pope threatened my life no, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, no I'm the liar okay go, um, keep going so yeah so I I have done material uh, this is what I think like it's like re- it's like refracted through the prism of your consciousness which I do subscribe to um, and I do agree with but then like mm. my, my ex is uh, like, like, seen stuff recently and has got back to me and said, like, you, I don't like want you doing stuff about wow, me. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I, I understood, but at the same time, I did kind of argue and said, look, I will be more mindful. Hmm. And there's certain things that. So you're still kind of in touch with her, or she sought you out? Uh, no, and we're not. I, hmm. I mean, we're not really. But she will like drop me a minute, and I'm, hmm. I would never like ignore her. Or oh yeah, yeah, her, yeah, 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 That's yeah, cruel. Yeah. Like, no, and, no. and I'll just. But yeah, so yeah, basically she like just got in contact to say like oh, I saw this and I'm like pissed off about it. Mm. I said I do understand, and there's certain details that aren't really mine to share that I probably yeah. Pro- well, this is the thing like so, like so I did a thing with uh, with Robin Ince and we were talking and I did a bit of material. I I still stand by and I still do it all the time because. It, it wasn't. It wasn't actually about a, a specific experience. It's about like a general, a general thing, but like distilled down to a, a specific experience that mm. you know didn't actually happen, but you have to pretend it kind of did to for the, the comedy. And so it's about like when uh, at being at work, being amongst 
some of the resident twin then mm. and and I remember uh, like being with this one woman she was chain stoking like this laboured breathing mm. and uh, and then she like let out this like long like, <sighs> and I was like oh like she's she's gone she's mm. she's gone and then she went <gasps> oh not yet <laughs> and then this happened right and then this happened four more times. And by that point, I was like, why are you ruining your death for me? Yeah. Like, that should have been a beautiful punctuation mark and you're just milking it. Like, and I, re- <laughs> and that, like, what we said that. Like, Read the room, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 just end, you should have ended it there. Like, it was perfect. What are you doing? And so we're we're going to put a half tick on that. Yeah, um, yeah. Try, try better next time. <laughs> and I did, and so I do that, that bit a lot and it, it really always funny. kind of kills because of this and like it, did, it got like a good reaction but then Robin you know he didn't say it because he's so like he's such a like a lovely man he kind of didn't mm, went mm. he didn't say it directly to me but the, mm. basically the conclusion he came to at the end was that's not yours to tell yeah that's um, interesting. and that's, and so that's interesting. someone's like funny moments but I said but I'm not I said, but it's not specifically about like an actual like was, one well, and person. And also, you're the butt of that joke. I look like an arsehole. How self-involved can you be? That I mean, Robin makes a good point. So he, he talks about mm. uh, he's a very he's a very thoughtful guy. Yeah, very smart. And he guy. talks about like Bernard Cribbins, who was like a, the you know the comedian. Do you know the big comedian Bernard? Okay, Are you thinking Barry Crimmins? Uh, Barry Crimmins. Barry, Barry Crimmins. Crimmins. I just, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just watched Call Me Lucky recently, yeah. and I loved it. So Barry Crimmins, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, yeah. I'm his new biggest fan. So, uh, I love his. Uh, yeah, he was so such Rob, an interesting fellow. Robin was really like close to him and close friends, and he always uses uh, the example of like being that like, Barry Crimmins was at a comedy uh, club, and there was these like a typical kind of New York comedians doing stuff about, I think it was probably actually about Down syndrome or, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. AIDS. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, something yeah. like that. And um, The Holocaust. And, uh, the, and, there, and and there was this like couple like who, who were kind of laughing all the way through it up to that point. And then Barry Crimmins came on and he would kind of stay away from that stuff. He wasn't mm. that kind of, kind mm. of comic. He was you mm. know, very politically engaged, but also very caring and sensitive. Mm. Um, so he stayed away from it. And then that couple came to up to him after and went, um, like, we don't get to go out much. We have a son with Down syndrome. We, you know, we don't, we don't expect people to kind of moderate their, their acts depending mm. on our feelings or to be sensitive towards us I said but we were like really enjoying ourselves and we just couldn't enjoy it when it got to that point when people were making them kinds of jokes but with you we could see you would never go near that and you mm. they weren't the kind of jokes you were going to make and we felt like we could like relax again and breathe again when you came on and started talking mm. <laughs> and if you'd been there you would have been like does he need anyone to take him to football practice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can like, like, I already love that. I love the little bloke. Because like, I'm, I'm already on board. Yeah, yeah. I'll come in and put like football gear. If only you'd been there instead of that comedian. Yeah, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh my God. But, so, uh, no, no. So, so the Robin Ince was talking to this guy. So, he was. Oh, no, so, no, no. Crimmins was talking to this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Rob, but Robin Ince was using that as an example of like how making people uncomfortable in the room, like, had just been more mindful of that and how, like, mm. the, the, them people weren't trying to rabble rouse or like yeah. you can't say this they were just like mm. just for us personally like we couldn't k- kind of relax when that material came up but then we could when it, yeah, when it yeah, was someone yeah. like Barry Crimmins alright let, let, let me bring you back to the story very quickly I know you don't want to talk about it too much but um, just very quickly tell me about the stabbing uh, so uh, okay 
Which is a sentence I never thought I'd say. Yeah. Okay. So you should no. Uh, I mean, you, I mean, you can you can you can do it just in anecdotal terms if you want. One yeah. day I got stabbed by someone. One day I got stabbed. <laughs> it was only like a under the skin stabbing. It didn't as go opposed into, to one of those external stabbings. Yeah, it didn't, that, like, didn't go into like the flesh. Was it like did, was, right. like got like kind of like it under just, the skin? It just got through the semi permeable membranes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. an osmosis. It stab. was like a subcutaneous. Stabbing. It was the old yeah, yeah, osmosis yeah. stab. Yeah, We've yeah, all yeah. had them. We've all had them. Like the old, yeah, it wasn't like a deep dive stab. It was like a. Is, like is, a, this, is this the relationship trauma equivalent of just a scratch? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But she, but then she would kind of do like that. Like she had a. Okay, then I can't. I can't really. Right, go well, down wait, this no, yeah, we're not going down it. We're not going yeah, down. Yeah, I can't go down. Okay, so wait. Well, 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 well. Then without going into the anecdote, let's talk about this. So, um, this is somebody. This is the type of extremes we're dealing with, and you're in this loving relationship. Mm. You see yourself as her savior. What was the moment where you decided you can't do it anymore? And what has led to the change that means that you're no longer this now? Is uh, it reading this book or did it happen? Before? No, no, no. It happened. It happened kind of organically. Like I'd, I'd, I'd kind of, I checked out of that relationship for about like two years prior to it ending. I, <laughs> like rehab, I, you I checked was, out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was deep into. You got, I, so you got somebody to come and pick you up from that relationship, <laughs> set you up with a job. But that's like, like I'd got to the point where like my face looked like a sinkhole, like it's like sunken in, like <laughs> my face is like completely sunken into my head, and, then, and I had. Uh, so, how would you describe Pope Lonergan's face? I feel like I'm gonna fall down it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I, like a, I feel like a horse would break their leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ran over Pope Lonergan's face. You're, you're, you're like one of those cartoon black holes that you yeah. throw against the wall. <laughs> and I had like this, like this plait that went like, I had, like long hair plait that went right down to the the, the bottom of my spine. Wow. Um, I used to kind of live in like long johns, a vest, and a dressing gown. I was deep into drug use. Uh, kind of most my day was spent taking drugs or trying to procure procure drugs or if I couldn't get them going through withdrawal mm. so much time off of work like it's unbelievable that they've like they've been so supportive mm. uh, that they you know they kept me on so yeah I, I, I was at that we kind of reached it like she I kind of hated it. we were, were like both constantly which because the thing we, we were getting out of each other we were both kind was, of like, was dishonest or not dishonest but like if you say like you're doing it for the hit of saving her yeah and she's doing it because she needs saving uh, but, and, and, but neither of us like I wasn't saving her and she I felt she felt to... she felt good because you were making you were making her important yeah and you liked her because she was making you important but that's not enough yeah yeah well and but no but also that that you can kind of live off of that it's not healthy it's very unhealthy but you can yeah. live off of that you for can a while, sustain it but um that had broken down like there was nothing so I wasn't doing anything to save her she didn't feel safe Um, we were we were kind of uh, in this uh, stasis where we were just kind of like existed like we were both at that point we were like oh like if she died like that that like really sort me out like I was constantly hoping (laughs) for her death and she was hoping for my death, and we were like, "That'd be really convenient for." Her. Yeah. Like she died, that like that'd be oh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like the the hero at the beginning of a violent video game. Yeah. Like uh, you come home and her head's in the fridge, and you're yeah. like, "Now I get to go kill people." Yeah, great. yeah, like fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Oh, oh, I feel, oh, <laughs> it's just stretching out now. Oh, oh finally. <laughs> where, where did I keep my cricket bat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so so that fell down. You checked out. 
What was the process? Because you are not that man that you just described. I've never met him. Yeah. No, the long no. hair and the, the bathrobe and the... No, no. Fucked um, up Jesus chic. Yeah, I did, yeah. Not, did not see that. So, yeah, I kind of... You know, like you see in cartoons where they just like slowly slide under the table and then they're gone. <laughs> mm. That is how I kind of... I just went, like I slid out of the flat mm. over to my mum and dad's house and just like never... And it wasn't even like we had a thing of like, we're broken up. It's mm. like we just... I slid back home. Wow. We didn't talk, and then it was just like it was that Are little. You going to get your things? There was that little structure left in the relationship. It wasn't yeah. even like ghosting. It was just no. Like, it's just yeah. I, th- I could never have exited that relationship until I realised she was as relieved to see me gone mm. as I was to go. I it, where, where there was moments wow. where I knew she kind of needed me. Ooh. I had to stay. Interesting question. Yeah. Do you feel like you saved her? By not saving her, do you feel like you that your last act of white knighthood, yeah, was to leave, save I, her from you? I, I think, yeah, I mean, quite, yeah. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of a net. Maybe I'm trying to tie it up too, too neatly. I probably left. No, I probably left for completely selfish reasons. Like I just mm. left because I needed Saved to yourself. leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I, I, as I said, I couldn't have. Like if she still needed, if mm. I thought she still needed me, but she didn't really have any. She, she never called again. She never. She never. Because if she had, you'd come running. Yeah, yeah, I would have got. Like, would mm. still been it. Like, like if she called back. you today, yeah, would you? Would you feel a part of yourself getting? Uh, uh, would you feel the pull of the addiction? Oh, like, part of me would feel like it'd be like someone someone offering you a drink in the pub, and you're like, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't it's kind of like, like, but I, I, I don't just get it with like people in my intimates. Like, I get like there's a guy who I get the, the the bus with and he's like this really like he's he's so boring that he actually has like a soothing effect. Like there's a repetitive <laughs> quality to his to his boredom. Wow. And I really like kind oh. of I feel this guy tells me where to go pick like the best blueberries and stuff like that. And he kind of just goes in and he talks about like like nineteenth century sanitation and, and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> but I feel completely like if this guy like when I don't, see, I'm like always dreading seeing him on the bus. But then when I don't see him, I'm like, hey, where's that guy? Like, what's happened to that guy? Where's he gone? And I kind of think if he would like rung up tomorrow and went, I need you to accompany me to St Ives mm. to like pick up something. <laughs> to meet a man with seven wives. Yeah, 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 yeah. If, yeah. If if he said that, I would kind of go like, yeah, I'm I'm there, my friend. Nice. But I would do it. But then in my head, I would think, oh, I like, want to fuck. Like mm. I've wasted a whole like weekend doing this. <laughs> I, I wish I didn't do this now, but. I would still do it. So I feel that, yeah. yeah well, that's good. So, you, so you've found a way to be giving without getting anything out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I will definitely like put myself out there even if it's yeah. like it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me tie this up because I've been thinking about, and then we'll do the game at the end. Oh, uh, good, the, yeah, the, yeah. Right. Um, uh, but I've been looking for examples of white knightdom in mm. art and media. Mm. And I think that this is a nice way to wrap it up. There, yeah. there, there's a painting called The Knight Errant. Yeah. By Sir John Everett Millet yeah. from the 19th, uh, uh, 19th century? 19th century. Uh, and he drew a picture of a woman tied to a tree, yeah. naked. I'll show you a picture. You can see it. Um, and I'll, I'll post it as well so that the listeners can uh, can see it. There it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's nice, isn't it? She's, she's, she's redhead. She's, she's very beautiful. It's, it was um, him trying, apparently, trying to, uh, in his own words, he was trying to bring back the great English nude. <laughs> he was like trying trying to make English nude great again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
and he, that's a campaign promise and and it was the only one he ever did because it yeah. was a it was a bit of a failure as a painter that would cause... actually be like one of like Jacob Reese Mogg's like campaign <laughs> promises that had been genuinely on the manifesto <laughs> <laughs> but the painting has got this actual actual knight an, er- an, an errant knight as a, uh, a guy who walks the earth like Kane in Kung Fu yeah, yeah, going yeah. around meeting people <laughs> getting into adventures and and there are some people who have like tied her up and robbed her and done God knows what yeah, to her yeah. and then you can see them running off in the background yeah. and he's literally like saved her life he's got blood on his sword and he's kind of leaning on the tree like the fawns yeah yeah, like, yeah. so uh, <laughs> I think you'll notice that I uh, I kind of saved her life just yeah, there yeah, yeah. and um, she's naked and the, the funny thing about that painting is that the see again it's that James Bond like of uh, well I saved your life so I was like you know so what I mean? want a little something yeah something, exactly yeah. Like, it's, there's an implied reward for him yeah. and the painting was un, was unpopular at the time and got bad reviews because in the original painting she's looking at him yeah. Uh, she's actually like making eye contact with yeah. him and then because of bad reviews he cut out he literally did a cut and paste the old school cut and paste yeah. he chopped out that part of the painting and he put it into a different painting so there's oh, two paintings with, with you can actually go and see her original face which is supposed to be looking at him kind of like, you did save me and I, yeah. I like you and we're having a moment. But instead now in the the actual painting, she's looking away, all coy and, yeah. oh, I, I happen to be naked. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's not Duke Nukem. It's not my place <laughs> at eight, you know. Um, and here's the actual painting, uh, the, the second painting, and it's called The Martyr of the Solway. And it's a woman being uh, drowned alive tied to a rock for not, you know, being the right religion. Yeah. Um, That's my so, kind of painting. And so it's like, th- this woman can't get a fucking break. Yeah, okay? no. she's, a, <laughs> she's She's been saved by some creep. Yeah. She's been, you know, molested by a bunch of thieves. And it's like, oh, but you better not enjoy having sex with him because now, oh, look, now you're going to drown. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that the painting, if the painting had been the woman looking at him, then suddenly she's she has some kind of agency in the scene. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. yeah. That painting removed... He only managed to sell the painting once he'd, like... Uh, sufficiently called her a bitch you yeah. know for, for you know he'd sufficiently like now look away yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. now look I'm, away I'm saved you but don't you dare think you're my equal by looking into my eyes yes, exactly. look away from my eyes exactly <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's such a terrible thing. Like again, she can't get a break. You and know? I think that's the problem with white knight syndrome as well. Is yes. because they it, it, t- it takes away all the power of the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you need me to save you. Yeah, yeah. And and the thing of like chivalry is just and it's as well the thing of like the incel thing of like they say you know we we're, we're chivalrous and nice guys and we're not getting any. So mm, mm, uh, mm. like well, I mean, uh, speaking as someone who would like to think of himself as a feminist and liberal, mm. uh, I just got to say that. Um, it, it, that really doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, I, I, would, I would credit absolutely none of my sexual conquests to uh, 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 posting stuff online about yeah. feminism. Like, yeah, I would yeah. say, no, not really, no. Just, if, if it was a plan to do that, it would be a terrible plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, but it's also the thing as well, like with... I was talking to a, a, a comedian who's... They're a very famous comedian. Mm. And they were doing... Name drop. No, no, don't. No, no, I don't want to. That's why I kind of like it. Um, and they, they were... The, the way that they're... Sorry, sorry, Robin Ince. No, no, no. <laughs> Can we get him on the podcast? Let's call him Bobbin Bince. Okay, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Robin. Um, um, it, um, yeah. So, so this comedian and the way they talk about women now mm. is as very uh, exalted and very elevated. And there's a the deification of, of women. And mm. I said that's as fucking problematic mm. as what you used to do, where you would like dehumanize women and treat mm-hmm. them as objects. Mm. Because yeah, again, they it's 
want to be equal just yeah, be exactly. an even plateau well, I mean like, it, like it's, it's, I think about this when it comes to representation of yeah, women yeah. in fiction because I, I went to film school yeah. I, I, you know, I love movies I love television and I think I don't think we'll have reached true equality until I can see a, a villain in a film who's a woman and the reason she's a villain isn't that she's a woman. Yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah. want to see the female Hans Gruber. The only reason that she's a villain is because she's a fucking exceptional thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only well, reason. It's not like, a femme fatale. No. She's not, uh, you know, it's like, and also it's okay for them to be, that's why I love, you know, shows like uh, Glow on Netflix yeah. and stuff where it's like, they're really bad people, yeah, some of them. Yeah. They're flawed. They fuck up. They it's sleep not, with it, each other's husbands. You know, it's not, they're, they're, that's true equality. It's like letting them be as flawed and yeah. shitty as us. That's, it's like a bad, you're a bad person, not a bad woman and you're not like using your like mm. feminine wiles yeah. to, to, as part of your like, your badness. Dames. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. It's just, just, yeah. Like, well, it's, I, it's like, a, like a fucking, uh, the Bible, isn't it? You've got two Marys and yeah. they represent all of womanhood. One of them's a virgin and the other one is a prostitute. Yeah. Those are your two options. And the thing mm. of well like Eve and Lilith so you had Lilith mm. who was uh, they considered sexually promiscuous she was banished and then suddenly Eve came along and she was very chaste and pure and, uh, yeah. um, but it's um, what's the two paintings right, you've, yeah. got, you've got you've got the, the, the woman being modest and the woman being uh, martyred yeah and like that's why I like I like I like women who are cunts like I like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I like I enjoy I, I've all, I like I just like <laughs> I like female company that I can where I don't think of it it's like this is female company okay you know? yeah, oh, yeah not only do you like women who are cunts but yeah. I, you like women who will call you a cunt yeah yeah yeah, yeah you I know do. what I mean like, exactly it's just like treating them it's, it's not even like a conscious feeling like I'm treating them like a man like it's not mm. like just like well, my friend not my female friend yeah. yeah well the funny thing is that we can say this even with uh, you know the black knight mm. the idea of the black knight is the idea of a of an evil you know bad guy mm. Uh, he goes around and the, the definition of the Black Knight is he uses the black helmet as anonymity. Yeah. He can go around being bad because no one knows who he is. Mm. And I think that's what the White Knight has become. The mm. White Knight has become a white costume yeah. that hides sins. You yeah, know? definitely. And, and definitely. I think that uh, I was looking through the media to see different versions of the White Knight. Yeah. Uh, one was Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. Yeah. And he literally, he's the Gotham's hero. He's the, the, the cleaner than clean. Mm. And he literally becomes two-faced. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good one. The other one was Saruman from yeah. The Lord of the Rings, my personal favourite. And he's the head of the wizards. He's the best wizard. He's yeah. the white, you know. And then he turns out to be in League with the Dark Lord. And he's played by Christopher Lee. And he's fucking evil as shit. And then Gandalf is Gandalf the Grey. And even Ian McKellen admits that even when Gandalf becomes Gandalf the White later on, mm. he's so much more boring. Yeah. And I, it's like and it's like he much preferred playing Gandalf the Grey. And what is Gandalf the Grey? He's grumpy. He's a little bit of a shit. Yeah. He'll just storm off because he's pissed at you. And it's also it's also the difference between uh, Joey and Friends and Ross and Friends. Because yeah. Joey and Friends is what you know, he, he's promiscuous, he's a bit of a lug. You know, he, he's kind of got that singular focus with women where he's just like But he's kind set. of beautifully honest about yeah, it. Yeah, he's as well, kind yeah. of honest. Whereas like Ross from Friends starts off as um, being the kind of like Sup- nerdy supposedly uh, friends own yeah quote, yeah, 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 kind yeah, of yeah but then you realise that like, his relationship with Rachel he's like possessive yeah. he's, he's he's jealous he's he's just, just then cheats on her yeah yeah, 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 yeah then yeah. cheats on her and the, the, that facade kind of falls away and yeah. uh, every person I know especially like in the, like the, the comedy community who have really emphasized their their feminist credentials but mm. to the, to the point where they've laid it on very thick <laughs> they're the ones i've heard so many stories about yeah exactly and they are not i mean there are bad guys who are obviously bad guys 
but who are also still bad guys. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Whenever, also, we, we don't want people to be out there thinking they shouldn't be able to say the right thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, if exactly. If they actually yeah. believe the right thing. Yeah. But it is that thing of you could yeah. just be practicing your enlightenment in the real world. Yeah, you could just yeah, be out exactly. being yeah. a just better person. Just your actions, person. not what you're saying Exactly, your speech, yeah. exactly. I, think, uh, I love what you said about Joey because it reminds me of um, how when I was growing up on TV, the two sex-positive characters on the male and female side was Joey from Friends. Yeah. And Roz from Frasier. Yeah. And, Ro- and Frasier is like my favourite TV show. Like well, one of my favourite TV shows of all time. And I remember talking to another comedian recently and they were saying like, there's so much slut shaming in that show. Like they're just mm-hmm. constantly making fun of Roz for being sexually promiscuous. And I'm like, yeah, but it works because she never gives them an inch. Yeah, yeah. She never, ever gives them an inch. She never shows any shame for, never. for being Never. She shows way, up, yeah. tells tells them about their, her weekend. Like yeah. she's, she's proud of it. She's good at her job. And then what's the end of her plot line? Yeah. She doesn't get married. She doesn't find a guy. She becomes boss. She becomes yeah. head of the radio station. Yeah. yeah. So she and a single parent. She's a single parent. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and she was my first ever pre-sex in the city and all that. Mm-hmm. It was my first ever depiction that I saw of a, a sexually confident, happy woman. Yeah. And I think that we need more of that. And that's that's kind of like the crux of this of this white knight thing where you have to move against it is because. People don't need saving. Like people mm. might need kindness and they might need compassion and a bit of help. Mm. You don't need to save people. You know, you don't need to mm. save people. You can just. That was going to be my last question to you. Uh, how many confirmed saves do you have under your belt? Oh, uh, I barely saved myself, so <laughs> so none, none. <laughs> That's not yeah. for naught, everyone. Yeah. But yeah. Good I, I saved a worm. I save worms all the time. Like constantly, yeah. if I see a worm, mm. I'll take out a direct sunlight and put it. Oh. Into dirt. Um, same with snails on a rainy day. I always, it's like treacherous. Like mm. I, I don't want to stamp on a snail. I say, I saved a mouse briefly, but it, <laughs> it died. So, was it like the woman in the, uh, the woman dying and then coming back to life for a second, and then dying? It again. basically is. Yeah. I when the it. mouse died, you were like, oh, sorry, I was just about to cry over you. I sort of kind of put it. I found it kind of like breathing heavily, and I put it on a bit of bread. For it might need. We bread. gonna eat it? No, I thought, no I put it in a bit of bread. No, 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 I didn't put it in a bit of bread. I Jesus, put, I put it on some bread because I thought it might eat the bread. Oh, it might, right. It might that might revive it, <laughs> but it didn't. And so okay. that yeah, that didn't last. Yeah, and when you said saved, you mean saved for later? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I didn't eat. I, I, the bread was for the mouse, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was this. This has been, this has been a good chat. Yeah, it's I've been really lovely. enjoyed this. Thank you so much. It's I'll been be... great. Let's do the let's do the bit at the end. We'll, yes. Okay. The, the way we usually end the podcast is, um, I ask you uh, to tell me something that you don't love that everyone else seems to love. Yeah. And then something that you do love, okay. and just trying to just sell me on it. Okay. Just like proselytize. You know, feel free. So, something that one sec. Ah, um, Roxanne. Is it Roxanne Gray? Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne Gay, the, the, the oh Roxanne Gay, the poet. Roxanne Gay. Yeah, you don't yeah. like Roxanne Gay? I don't like Roxanne Gay. She's cool. No, no, I don't. I don't like Roxanne Gay because I feel <laughs> that she's. For a second, I thought you were doing a tongue twister. No, 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 no. Roxanne Gay. Kind of woodchuck, like, woodchuck, a woodchuck. <laughs> so I, I, I don't, I, I don't like. I kind of, I don't know. I, you I, just don't like her writing. No, it's not that. No, I, 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 I think she's, she's inhabited this role of like a. a, a, a of, there's a sense of like righteousness and mm. uh, uh, activism that I feel that sometimes she kind of 
there's there's not always uh, enough kind of verisimilitude to the things she's saying. I kind of sometimes feel like she's mm. saying the things she's saying because she knows her followers and the people that love her want to hear that from her. Okay. But it, to me, sometimes it doesn't ring true. And okay. I think if it underwent some kind of Socratic interrogation, she'd kind of just go, <laughs> she'd kind of go in and go, yeah, all right, okay, I, didn't, I actually didn't believe that. Like, all right, fair enough. So you she think called, she's, she's like... Um... Like Twitter, Oprah. What are you trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And then because then it comes, it, then it becomes. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, Is I it mean, just like she's like this? It's just like she's being heralded as this. It's like someone who's like you know because like a lot of people I see a lot of people I, I know like this in the world where it's like suddenly they suddenly have these fans that put too, more on them yeah, than, so than they should have exactly that so it's like happening with Corbyn as well and yeah like, well, well, like, big oh. time with so, Corbyn yeah, yeah so that's like a thing of like yeah so it's actually not a problem with Roxanne Gay. No. It's to do more to do with the fact. Actually, it's a little bit because they've been heralded as this this yeah. type of person, and like, and once kind of the world's decided that for you, yeah, it's very hard to rig out. And of, it's like yeah. the thing that kind of made me kind of turn away from Corbyn a bit is because initially he felt like you could see he thought this kind of stuff around him was quite jarring and quite mm. like unusual and that. But when they kind of settle into that role mm. and settle into that saintlyhood, then suddenly I'm like, no, no, don't. Mm. Like that's, mm. it's eating into you well, now. Like, you're you're yeah. too comfortable I feel in the that same position. way about Corbyn and Bernie Sanders, which yeah, is that I, yeah. I like both of them a lot, yeah. but I'm constantly at war with the fact that I like them because I'm so done with the cult of personality yeah. in politics. And it's the moment they... I start to like you and want to have a beer with you, uh, uh, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. It's like, tell me the policies, tell me the policies. And when they settle into that role, that's when I feel it's a problem. Like, we shouldn't like, like, we yeah. shouldn't like politicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, oh, we should, but we, we should, they should be under constant scrutiny. Mm. I don't know whether... I think it's, okay. I think it's perfectly fine if you don't like, like, like Roxanne Gay. It's just not for you. It's fine. Yeah, I can't, I mean, it's not even, I don't necessarily, I, 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 yeah, I think it's just that thing of, it's not, it doesn't just apply to her, that it applies to I mean, Corbyn. obviously, you know, please do send letters. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, I wanna... yeah, yeah. <laughs> it applies to Corbyn as well, and like you said, Bernie Sanders and now mm. Elizabeth Warren, um, where they've settled, they've settled into that, that position. Yeah, that yeah. the authority yeah, on. Yeah, and they, they suddenly don't become human, they become a saint, and I, a saviour. I, I, I feel like the best way to have that is after the fact. Yeah. Someone like Maya Angelou or something, yeah. you know, like... Um, I don't like when, Maya Angelou. You don't like Maya Angelou either? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, no, this is hair-raising no, no, stuff. Yeah, no, because the problem is, is okay, do you know why? I, I thought we'd peaked at the hostage-taking. No, this, this is why, because I... Uh, um, Zadie Smith wrote this excellent thing about how um, uh, like black women are constantly like put into these like mythological archetypes and then right. and this thing of like this like like wise like sage uh, black elder how it's really dehumanising. But you mean like the Morgan Freeman as exactly, God Morgan kind of thing? Exactly, Morgan Freeman, right, Maya yeah. Angelou. And, um, and of course, Morgan Freeman himself couldn't couldn't withstand that kind of scrutiny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, yeah. And, and, and how that is really... Um, well, have you ever seen the, the, the Key and Peele sketch? Magical, the, it's called the Magical Negro sketch. It's exactly so that, funny. Because it's just so... My, but but it's about us, it's about the white people. Yeah, it's it's, exactly it's not It's not making fun of that, it's making fun of the way, you know, predominantly white culture insists of putting them into a role, even if it's a positive one. Exactly that, yeah. yeah. And how that just can be just as detrimental um, to our conception of mm. the black experience. And uh, I, I, highly, I highly recommend you YouTube it, guys. It's so funny. It's, it's such a good yeah. sketch. I love Key and Peele generally. Yeah, they're, they're, so they're perfect at satirising that. They're like masters at that, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, so mine is I don't like black people. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
So this no, has been no. this has been a really nice uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really happy I managed to make these two episodes, and uh, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll we'll pack it up now. Um, okay, you will never hear from me or Pope ever again. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, yeah. So um, it's uh, okay not to like a writer, you know. It's absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. or, or just not to be as. I think what you're basically saying as well is you're saying you're just not as enthused as the rest of the world because that's what that yeah, was the question yeah. I asked. I, but I, like I said, yeah, like applies to yeah. to Corbin and and. Yeah. I think I think there's such a need, especially in today's world, to have heroes. Yeah, and it just seems like I like nobody can. And it's the white knight thing again. Yeah, it's like no exactly one can live that. up to that. And the like, the perfect example is Barack Obama and people. Mm. I mean, he he, he and he was cre- he was a positive influence in so many. Yeah. And, and Obama is a man like I, I true I, I really do uh, I kind of love like even mm. though his, his governance is mm. extremely flawed in a lot mm. of ways um, well he was just pers- a really good he was a really good president yeah but being a president is a shitty thing to be yeah 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 presidents yeah. are by, by nature sh- shitty you have to do shit things as you just have to yeah as, as a president like he was just really good at being the same thing that white guy's been for years yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a piece of shit president yeah, yeah. <laughs> But but I think it's a, it's a sign of racial like, equality yeah, yeah. that he could be a piece of shit president. Yeah yeah, uh, but under under yeah. But I and like, if Hillary had won, she would have been a sign that sh- women could yeah, also yeah, be yeah, piece yeah, of yeah. shit presidents. Yeah. Exactly. And um, so yeah, but that's uh, yeah. So that's my what was the other the other one? We got to do something that we uh, that you love. Yeah, this will, this will be the uh, the sting in the tail okay. of uh, of uh, that we love. Okay, I love. Okay. <laughs> 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 Okay, there's a white rest- people. So, Sal- no, so- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that white people have got so much power and have you uh, Mexicans? No- you got time for? Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, time yeah, for yeah, Mexicans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I better. love the mine's actually probably even w- worse. Um, okay, so oh, there's a, the, so Salafist Muslims who are the uh, who are ISIS. So this really extreme okay. branch of uh, Islamic ideology. And okay. What we call as, oh my as god! Extreme. I didn't expect such intense answers. So from what you, we man. so so what we think of as really extremist uh, ideology. Mm. Now there's a, a, a rhetoric that's part of this. It's called like the this apocalyptic end times rhetoric, where they're kind of like you know we want to we want to. Um, expedite this clash of civilizations mm. and see they're, they're fabulous yeah 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 and see the world like just just everyone just basically like kill each other that's what we want to do okay I like that <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so just to recap <laughs> you don't like one of the most well respected feminists in in the recent yeah. times and you love Isaac <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, no I, so I, I wonder because, what Robin Ince thinks about this. Yeah, yeah. But so when I was no, so when I was when I was younger, uh, I had this. I would have to get like my mum to pick me up from school right. because someone told me Saddam Hussein was gonna kill the sea life. Right. Um, okay. I loved sea life. I loved the, like the ocean. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a uh, marine biologist. Nice. Saddam Hussein was going to drop a bomb, basically kill all the sea life. I was told that. You were told that? I was by told who? at school. Like, by a kid at school, he, like, told me. Like, yeah. And so I used to have to, get my, legend. Mom, I used to have to get my mum to pick me up because of... And, like, they would go, like, Saddam Hussein again? Yeah, Saddam Hussein again. <laughs> like, when the, when the teacher's, like, handing me over. Anyway, so now I've got this thing where I, I'm very drawn to... And it's, again, it's it's 
because of my white privilege that I, I can be drawn to this because I haven't yeah, had to yeah. really face so any you, true it, adversity. You have a lot of distance from it. Yeah, because it's basically I've got just a, a notion. You have a yeah. you have a romantic notion of the idea of having a fire sale on the world. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly that. And I can af- I can afford to be that because mm. I haven't had to face true adversity. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, apart from me, like bloody dropping bombs into my own body yeah. you know like, like killing myself i think it's also it's also a key distinction that you're not running for political office yeah or, yeah exactly yeah you, yeah. you know yeah this is just this is just something that that, that tickles you in the world this kind of there was the fight there was the thing of why like steve bannon for what all horrendous right uh, see, this is interesting. He, but then you could also say this about the followers of bernie sanders yeah you yeah, know because yeah. they want to smash a system yeah yeah they want to get rid of an infrastructure that yeah. exists complete and, you disruption know, fire yeah. and fury and i can't decide whether i want them to win yeah or whether the pragmatist in me is going to win out. Yeah. Like, it's genuinely... Yeah, and, I, and you kind of want to see things happen that are so severely disruptive because you kind of just want to see what is the cause and effect, like, what is the... What's going to happen after that? The it, same with the Trump thing, same with Brexit thing. Like, what well, happens yeah, when we I, fuck I, shit up? I remember like? thinking about Trump as, as much as it's such a tragedy and, like, people people are dying. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. People He's will die because of this. It is, it is truly horrible, but... He's a mirror to us. Yeah, this is like this is a world that gave him that job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we need to take a long, hard look at ourselves. Yeah. And and you know exactly. I think it's like, are you the type of guy who loves zombie movies and things? Like, uh, I'm not really a horror guy, it's right? Already, but but I, that I, that whole kind of the or Mad Max, the time yeah, after the yeah. apocalypse. Yeah, I'm not. It's, it's Do not, you think about because I, I you know I'm just gonna come out and say it. You'd be one of the ones who who survive longer. Yeah, yeah. Than yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. I can already tell because I yeah there's it's the same way that I sometimes when I'm on stage I want to drop an anvil on the situation so sometimes I do just want to have say that thing that I know I shouldn't say and that it will ruin my like oh my god it's like the the, what do you call it the call to the void yeah yeah like I just want to say that thing that ruins me like like, yeah what a fucking thing to say for for that question I love it like it's kind of like wow that's such a You've just admitted to a real fundamental part of human nature that the want to the want to burn it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy, man. Mm. I love it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm all excited. Yeah. It's I mean, the next the next week person is going to go, I love pickle. I yeah. love pickle. <laughs> Bramston pickle. A lot of people don't like it. I like it. <laughs> it's a controversial opinion. Considering who my next guest is, I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, I won't get you to name it. No, no, no. But, yeah. you know, tune in next week, folks, because yeah. it's going to... But that's, that genteel... <laughs> She's going to get real next week. But that week. genteel response as well is wonderful. I love, you know, like... Uh, but again, I think yeah. this is it feeds back into everything we've been talking about today in that you are... A decent person. Yeah. You, you feel a good. You feel like a good person. I, I think you know. I really. I. I, I do feel like fundamentally like a. a but yes. But but, of, but but that's what I mean. But you have to own it. You have yeah. to undercut it. Yeah. And and I think those last two answers very much like you're admitting your white privilege. Yeah. And your and your shadow self. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. In one there, go. There's. Like, I feel like I'm a good person, but there's yeah, like there's a darkness there that sometimes mm. I have to you know comes to the fore. But like you said, it's not kind of not allowing yourself to nourish that side because like that evil and horrible mm. behavior is uh is not good and mm. not productive it's it's very yeah well i mean this has been great i love the concept for the podcast as i well. knew you'd be I mean, a good guest because every yeah. time i've talked to you it's always been very enlightening and yeah. kind of like 
Yeah, yeah. Because you were a name that I'd seen floating around because it's yeah. such a great name, Pope Lonergan. I always yeah. thought you sounded like a Victorian strongman. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You were going to walk up on stage <laughs> with your underwear on the outside. And I was, and yeah. then the first time I saw you, it was that kind of slightly more darker humour. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I've seen a lot more of your stand-up since. And yeah, now yeah, I, I yeah, like it a lot yeah. more and, uh, and the honesty of it. But I think I'd, I'd misdiagnosed you as like you know kind of like a geezer yeah almost, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean people. and every time I've just been at like a, a social function a comedy yeah. social function I just end up in the corner with you talking about yeah. like super cool woke stuff yeah 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 and yeah. I called you what did I call you I called you the broken woke and man. I love that I love I honestly that was uh, that's a great thanks great uh, line so thank you <laughs> I think it's true you're, you're, you're like one of those Japanese uh, pots that have been broken and then yeah. put back together with gold yeah yeah you know what I mean <laughs> that's the, very kind the thank broken you. woke man yeah. alright well th- th- this was 50 uses for the word love uh, thank you very much to Pope Lonergan uh, oh, do you want do you want to plug anything just keep a look out for like Pope's Addiction Clinic at yes. Brighton Fringe Vault mm-hmm. Festival if it's out before mm, and, yeah. and uh, Edinburgh I'll be taking up to Edinburgh as yeah well. remember this name uh, th- thank you very much for listening uh, I'm Stephen Trumbull and I love you